Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 248 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a software developer at Oracle, co-author of the 100 Days of Code in Python course, and co-founder of PyBytes, a community for those wanting to improve their Python skills. To date, PyBytes has hosted 50 code challenges, published more than 100 articles, and built a Python exercise platform. So welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, Bob Belderboss. Thanks, Phil. Happy to be here. So Bob, obviously that gives us a bit of a snapshot of what you're up to now. Could you perhaps give us a view or an understanding of your career so far? Yes. I uh, started in finance. I studied business economics uh, back in Holland. And um, I started to work in that and I got a bit bored and saw a potential to get into programming because I could automate my work. And I started to teach myself how to make websites, uh, web design, and that led into scripting and ultimately in Python. So uh, when I was doing web development, uh, I was a support engineer. So you might wonder, well, finance to support engineer, that that's weird. But I migrated to Spain when I was in uh, 2004. And I, the, the job I could take at that moment was uh, Unix support. But that was actually a blessing because that got me into uh, scripting a bit and Unix. Uh, later on, I self-taught Python and that got into starting PyBytes and landing a software developer job where I'm now. I'm sure we'll come back to that later. But in the meantime, can you perhaps share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not know about and perhaps should? A common trend in my career is that you have to own your career. You don't don't expect your manager um, superior to do it for you per se. It can happen, but it's definitely something he or she will ask you, like, what, what do you really want to do? So you have to kind of own that and not just pick skills that you're passionate about, although that is nice, but also look strategically how you can use those skills. For, for So for me, programming was really a thing I liked, but also it's something that's really relevant today and that uh, that is scalable, that when you automate stuff, you can become more valuable to the company, but you can also use that in your side projects. Uh, the other thing is really to also become uncomfortable so if you want to grow, you need to do things outside of your comfort zone. And Bob, can you tell us about your worst IT career moments and what you learned from that experience? With software, um, when you introduce a bug, it, it can be very painful. And that happened, of course, a few times. Um, no software is perfect and the systems we work on are complex. Some bugs are might just be a display issue that's not a bad thing but if you have something wrong in calculations with monetary stuff that can be pretty painful uh, it does happen even with multiple layers of testing so you have your unit testing and 
other people are testing your code, it can still sneak in. Um, I think what's important at that moment is to not become a victim and just um, go into a corner, <laughs> feel bad about yourself. No, there's actually an opportunity right then to take ownership and become very responsive and fast in uh, solving the issue. And then you can actually turn a failure into showing that you're a leader and that you take responsibility and that your manager or even upper management can see how you, how you really take. Yes. Is there any sort of examples you can give where you, you've been able to do that? So right after my first job, actually, um, I did the invoicing wrong. Somehow the calculations got messed up in an Excel sheet and, and the wrong invoice went out to a client. And that was really painful because it was also my first job and I just got started. But again, I took ownership and um, corrected the invoice amount. So we did a credit, new invoice uh, went out and yep. you know nothing really happened. And uh, people actually were happy and complimenting me how fast I, I resolved it. So a mistake... It's it's not the end of the world. It happens. We're all human. It's all about how you then react to it. It is very much so. I think also if you'd managed to do it so quickly as well, the impact is reduced. So yeah, time is, is an important factor. Yeah. Okay. So moving away from your worst moment, can you tell us about your career highlight or greatest success to date? Yeah. I would say PyBytes. <laughs> We uh, started that end of uh, 2016, and it really started with nothing. It was just a blog, and we, Julian and myself, Julian, uh, the other co-founder, we uh, were blogging about Python, uh, digesting what we learned, and we want to share with the community. And also, if you write about your learning, it's it's a way of uh, cementing and really understanding. But that was all it was. But we kept consistent at it. And from there, all those opportunities and our deers uh, happened. So we built a, a coding platform. We produced 200 days of code courses. And uh, these days, we're going into uh, Python mentoring. So like one thing, and it started to snowball. And now we have a huge community. And uh, a lot of doors opened. Do you sort of get many approaches as a result of, of doing this? Yes. I mean, we have our Slack community of almost uh, 2,000 uh, Pythonistas in there. So a lot of uh, stuff is happening there every day. The whole course is a good example how we really just shared an article which got featured on a podcast. And there we got into contact with Michael Kennedy and, you know, built up the relationship. And we were doing those code challenges and that happened to be a match for one of the courses. So one right. thing really leads to the other thing. But you have to be proactive, right? It's uh, You yep. kind of just sit there and we build something and we expect people to come uh, find us. You have to actively promote it. Indeed, yes. I mean, you're probably aware that Michael's been a guest on the podcast in the past. So yeah, right. to go back, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that episode's available as well. Cool. And in terms of the, the, the industry and, and sort of careers in IT and looking forward, what excites you about that? Where do you see the industry going? And, and in particular, obviously, from a Python perspective, what excites you? Yeah, there are, there are a couple of things. So now with the COVID virus, um, we see that who can work from home remotely, have that flexibility, um, really 
is relatively less impacted, right? So that's kind yeah. of a a plus for our industry, I think. Everything runs on software these days, and no surprise. So if you are a programmer and you know how to write software, I think you have a tremendous uh, benefit. Also, the automation thing I mentioned earlier, uh, that there is a scalability thing in there. So if you can build software that saves a lot of time and money, I think you're, you become that linchpin for an organization, or you can even start your own gig. And also, well, the whole AI data thing, that, that's huge as well. So there's a lot of opportunity uh, there. Yeah. No, very much so. AI obviously gets a lot of lot of coverage at the moment. Um, and given obviously we're talking about the current global situation, do you see that as an area that's going to make a difference in the future? I think so, although I've not really studied up on it. I look mostly in data, not that much in AI, but that is certainly something I want to learn more about. I think it yep. will have a deep impact in the future. Indeed. Yep. Okay. We're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? When I saw what you could do with programming, uh, in that case, when I was working in finance and you could automate part of my job, that got me really inspired. It was actually a a funny episode. Like There was some sort of game uh, Excel sheet was that was going around that we had to uh, guess 50 cities in Spain and uh, everybody was just from photos and uh, everybody right. was spending hours on that and I challenged myself let's make a macro a VBA macro to to kind of cheat the game <laughs> like a hack <laughs> and that kind of inspired me wow you can actually automate things and make it smart and and that, yeah, that really inspired me. And then I really seriously pursued a career in, in IT and went from web development into uh, programming. Yeah. So you mentioned at the beginning that you had, um, or you think you took your first role with a Unix, in a Unix role. Um, yes. So how did that come about? Obviously, Unix isn't necessarily something that you would automatically be exposed to. Yeah. When I migrated to Spain, I obviously had to find a job in a month. Otherwise, it was game over. And uh, I had worked at Capgemini in Holland. So I nursed that contact for a few years. And it happened that that contact um, knew somebody in Spain that was building a hub, a support hub for Sun Microsystems. So again, it, it's, I really want to emphasize, like, cherish your network uh, because you never know where the next opportunity will come from. It was a bit like, I want to stay in Spain. I want to, so I have to work. It was definitely some a stepping stone. It was definitely something challenging for me. So I, I took that job and got into IT support first. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? I think it was Jim Rohn who said, success leaves clues. When you want to achieve something, I think you have to look at the people that have done it before and model what they did, like what, yeah. what success habits did they have? What tactics uh, did they use? And I listen a lot to Tim Ferriss' uh, show. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, you might know him. And he's, uh, Indeed, yeah. He's distilling those those talent profiles and what they did. And, and I like that, right? There's, there's a lot to learn. There is. I think a lot of those entrepreneurial style of podcasts you can take a lot from. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's totally a, 
up our alley <laughs> with uh, Julian and myself at PyBytes. So we learned a lot from that. And so it's the emulation. Uh, it's also to seek mentorship. Uh, first mentor was in the coaching business because I wanted to get in shape. And I, it was just mind-blowing how three months of targeted effort and doing things differently and being coachable and listening to advice from more, more expert people, how, how fast I, I could uh, progress in one area of my life. So that was really an eye-opener. Um, it's basically, you can pay somebody to, to save yourself a ton of common mistakes, which is time yes. and money. Exactly. So seek mentors, uh, look at people who have done it before that are successful. So in the programming space, obviously, you have people like Jeff Atwood and Gary Bernhardt. And look at what they do, right? And, and try to learn from them. And for me, that was also when I was really done with support and later automation engineer, where I was coding, but I got comfortable. And then I looked at a more senior, well, it was not senior, just, just a professional software developer role. And there I started to learn a ton because I was surrounded by people who were just at a way higher level. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? That, yeah, that's kind of the contrary of what I just said. Like yeah. when you're comfortable and you're good at your job, stay there and, and enjoy the moment. Uh, I guess cheerleaders are bad for growth. <laughs> so enable to grow you need to step out of sight of your comfort zone. And, you know, it's, it's scary. You know, we, we all know those feelings when you have to talk in front of a group of people or you have to do a difficult tech interview. No, it's not, it's not fun. But there's also not failure because or you get the job or you do a successful talk. But even if you fail, you learn so much and then you will bring it to the next occasion and you just are stronger. So the worst advice for me really is like, uh, it's good enough. No, you should always strive for more. If you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would study marketing as hard as coding because coding is tough and it's still tough after 10 years or so. That won't change, but it's also very tactical and those things are learnable. Well, everything is learnable. But you can be a very good programmer or any craft you're in, really. But if you cannot really portray those skills or market what your work, then you have a problem, right? As I said before, I think Mike Kennedy said, actually, I'm, I'm not sure here or somewhere, but he said, like, build it and they will come. Well, not really, right? <laughs> build it and then <laughs> start to propagate the message. So I would definitely have focused more on marketing early on. I think, yeah, that, that build as they will come is, is always an interesting uh, quote, isn't it? Um, hmm. I think it's only they will come if it's big enough and they can see it. And, and that's what marketing is all about. Yeah, often they don't know. And, and the other thing is like, if you don't bring things to the market, you won't, you know, you're probably building something you like, but most people don't really need. Yes. So it's very important to, to look at, at the audience at the stakeholders. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I'm still a software developer by day, and um, I try to get better at that every day. Uh, so more into a senior developer role, which means knowing more about design and integrating code with, with the business. Joe and myself are also Python mentors, so we do coaching. 
And uh, that's uh, a very rewarding experience because we see the great leap are that people make when we get to coach them. So that's definitely something I want to uh, become much better at. And uh, of course, also as we run a business with PyBytes, know about business, marketing, and all those skills. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Um, a few, actually, if you don't mind. Um, I think communication is super important. Um, I mean, I would group those actually under soft skills. So I'm working remotely. I'm working in another time zone. So for me, it's it's very important to to be very proactive in my communication, to reach out and virtually. Uh, I don't see many people face-to-face. Yes. So communication, but regardless, even if you're in an office, communication is very important to, uh, to have regular t- chats with your manager to really let them know where, where you are, where you want to go. Uh, but also in your work, again, you can write excellent code, but you have to kind of be able to present it in an efficient way, an effective way to the stakeholders. I mean, you cannot go talk about code to a business analyst. They, they are they care about the, what, what it means for the business. So you have to use different language. So I found that very, very important. Uh, overall leadership skills, uh, be proactive, verbalize concerns, uh, suggestions for improvements. Funny enough, not many people do that. So if you can do that, you set yourself apart. As I mentioned before, the networking, like the fact that I got a job in Spain through a contact that nurtured for years after yes. I left a previous job, but also proactively reaching out on LinkedIn, growing your network and, and see how you can help other people. And you never, you, you plant all these seeds and you never know where that, that will come back yep. in the future for opportunities for you. Sorry, I, I'm really going well here, but <laughs> above all, <laughs> you, you ask for one thing, but maybe the one thing actually is have a positive mindset. It's so important that you work on your mindset because it, it really starts from there. How you think about your, the, the things you tell yourself, um, confidence. Um, I think that's that's the basis for everything. Yes. Well, I think we could probably do a whole episode on mindset. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> possibly one to come back to. I'd love to. <laughs> what do you do to keep your own career energized? Yeah, I think we, we need to set goals that are a bit above what we're currently capable of. Again, it goes back to becoming uncomfortable, where growth is. Yeah. Uh, so have clear objectives, goals for three, six months out, year out. And what helps me a lot is, and I'm privileged to have a business with uh, best friend Julian. So I have not only have a, do I have an accountability partner, he's also a friend. But friend or not, having an accountability partner is, is crucial because it always happens. You go in a rut and you need that motivation. So if you can bounce off ideas to the other person and that other person holds you accountable for your progress or the progress as a team, I think that's a huge thing. Yes. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, I read a lot. I love books. I'm always reading something. Actually, not that much on Python, although I try to read a software book every month, mostly on design or software development. Most I read actually on mindset, business, marketing, those kind of things. So um, I spend time with my family, I have two yep. kids, 
So pretty busy, especially now yes. that they're home. <laughs> uh, got my gym routine, try to stay in shape. And um, I do allow some Netflix uh, every week to really switch off. Bob, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? Yeah, I think the best way to grow is to write out your goals and plan out what you need to do to achieve them. I mean, if you don't have a goal, it's very easy to get distracted, go into the wrong direction. So you need to stay focused. It's also that we often overestimate what we can do in a year versus uh, 10 years. Um, Bill Gates and Tony Robbins said that. So we get bogged down on the short term, but really have to look at the long term. And I find the gym fascinating for analogies and you don't go to the gym and lift 500 pounds right at, at once but you can uh, get to a certain weight by adding a little bit of weight every week or month so what i'm saying is it takes small consistent steps and uh, i like what jocko willing said like discipline equals freedom so if you start early in the day you work on your most important task first uh, you beat that procrastination then you actually feel much better and you have that freedom yes yeah i think consistency is key in that definitely and finally what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you yeah so i'm on twitter and there i'm b Belderbos. yeah go out to pybytes so that's pybit.es check us out there and uh, if you like python and programming join our slack community there's a link there on the blog and uh, hope to salute you there Great. Bob, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled. Hi, Phil here again. Just a final few words from me. Firstly, I'd like to thank my guests for sharing their career tips, experiences and insights with us on the show today. As you probably know, there have been more than 200 guests on the show so far, and I'm continuing to try to attract new guests that can provide great insights to all of us. However, to enable me to do this, I need to ensure that the podcast continues to grow and reach an extended audience. And you can help me in doing this by subscribing to the show and providing a rating and review in whichever platform you listen to. Thanks again for your support. And until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.